Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, in recent years, greenways have been the source of increased tourism activity throughout Ireland and the economic benefits which they deliver to their locality are extensive. With the first stage of the new Ross to Waterford Greenway due to be operational in spring 2023, now is the time for existing businesses and new entrepreneurial concepts to start developing their service offerings. Here to tell us more about how a greenway can boost the local economy is the CEO of Dungarvan Chamber of Commerce, Jenny Beresford. Jenny, before we discuss the Greenway and the economic benefits which it has delivered for Dungarvan over the past five years, how would you describe the business sentiment in the town at this present time? That's an interesting one, Carl. And I was speaking with a member yesterday saying that it's actually quite varied and it's varied between sectors. Some sectors are booming and very optimistic notwithstanding the facts of the cost of living and inflation, but they can totally see that they're in a secure industry and that business is growing. And then there's other industries or sectors that are really feeling the pinch and that are reviewing constantly their offering and also the potential for survival, essentially. So the next few months for them in particular will be very telling, some, you know, particularly hospitality who would generate most of their business kind of from April to September, October, they might not have enough of of lean put away and that they mightn't be able to survive the winter. So that's just going to be something that we're going to have to wait and see. And Jenny, what support and advice is Dungarvan Chamber of Commerce providing to its members at this difficult time? Sure, Carl. We always have our finger on the pulse and we would do regular surveys with our members. It might be text, it might be email, just to find out um, kind of the pulse of the people and and what they're needing, what the challenges are, and equally where the opportunities are. Um, it's important that we're always optimistic as well and that we're always looking for opportunities in addition to assessing all types of challenges. Um, so types of of supports that we're offering at the moment. You know, we run a lot of ministerial meetings and so we're connecting members in with decision makers and governments because, you know, it's it's time that or it's it's necessary for for decision makers to hear exactly what's going on in businesses, in small to medium sized enterprises around Ireland and, you know, through employers' eyes as well. Um, we're really supporting people at the moment with sustainable energy um, and uh, sustainable development goals as well. And we're trying to spoon feed members on how they can implement this into their business. Now, Jenny, the reason I've asked you to join us this morning is that sections of the new Ross to Waterford Greenway are expected to open next spring. So I would like to get an insight into the success that you've witnessed yourself in Dungarvan with the Greenway that opened five years ago there and to discuss some of the economic benefits which you've seen in the local economy. So overall, how would you describe the success of the Greenway to date? Well, as one member described it very recently, is that it was like flicking a switch. And so the switch has never been turned off. It's been a complete game changer for us. We did have a fairly healthy tourism industry in Dungarvan. We'll say it might not have been widely known, but certainly it was loyal. Um, There has been hotels and campsites here for donkey's years. And so they were always um, there. And also we had a great food offering in place before the Greenway came. But the Greenway then, the opening of it, just kind of capitalised on all that was good around the area and it mobilised all the businesses that were, you know, directly related to tourism and then um, indirectly related to see the potential for, for more business and how they could access it. 
Um, we have uh, a number of businesses that have, you know, huge success stories um, from like evolving. There's um, the 360 Cookhouse, for example, is 120 was a 120 seater restaurant, and they've expanded and they now have 220 seats in their restaurant, and that's directly related to the Greenway and um, and the business that's coming off the Greenway. And I'm not sure if anybody is familiar with Kilmac Thomas. It's a village between Waterford and Dungarvan. And that was, they won't mind me saying, that was a sleepy little village. And now it's really active. And the businesses that are there have, have really pitched in and evolved and have a wonderful offering. Um, there's a particular one there that I'll mention, and that is the Coach House Coffee, which was an old warehouse. And two lads took it on and made a 30-seater restaurant. And they've developed it a number of times since, and it's now a 180-seater restaurant. So there's huge opportunities that have come from the Greenway and also there's been risk takers here and entrepreneurs who've, 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 who've ridden the wave and you know, took the risk and have benefited from it thankfully. And Jenny when people think about a Greenway and they see the economic benefits that it brings to an area I think they often limit those to bike hire and food and beverage offerings but is it much wider than that? Oh for sure it is yes. You're right. It's like with any industry that, you know, it, it's directly related to service. But then there's an awful lot of, of ancillary that are, are needed to support the service industry. Um, we'll say Casey's campsite expanded from a capacity of 2,000 to now 3,000 people. Those people need to do their shopping. So they need groceries. They also might buy their school books while they're here during the summer. And they'll also, um, you know, go into the sports shops and, and clothes shops and things like that. So the retail um, offering has, has really seen uh, an increase. Um, the gift shops and um, lifestyle uh, retail is all, has also benefited from the Greenway. Um, then there would be places such as service industry, you know, um, beauticians um, and all those type of, of what we call it, grooming. Grooming outlets would have benefited greatly. Um, there's businesses that would have expanded and will say they might have gone from a small car. They might now need vans. And so they, the local car dealership has benefited and then more of those businesses need to or we'll say those vehicles need to be maintained and therefore you know there's more mechanics that are necessary so you know there's the, the spread of necessity from an increase in business in 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 tourism has definitely filtered around the wider economy and what's the length of the season that's a really good question and you know the greenway could be as busy over christmas as what it would be in july so it's really fascinating to see the great thing about the Greenway is that it's sustainable tourism and that, you know, um, that then it's it's also seasonally it's attractive as well. So if you come in the spring, you might think, God, I'd love to see what this place looks like in the autumn. And so there's a lot of repeat visitors. Probably January is about the only quiet month. But then you've got people who like the more the local people who are using it for, um, you know, for fitness and, and they're, they're turning new leaves and things like that. So you'll see the children out there they're on their new bikes after Christmas and learning to, to cycle that but I would say from a visitor perspective January is probably the only quieter month on the Greenway and outside of that like you know I would have said March I would my anticipation before would have been that March it's when the season gets going but it's actually full swing at that stage as regards people using the Greenway. Provide us with some stats in relation to domestic and international visitors to the Greenway since it launched and how it has translated into increased bed nights. Sure Carl now the stats I have are pre-COVID as regards the international versus domestic visitors. Um, 
So the 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 average greenway user the annually the average greenway user is approximately two hundred and eighty thousand people would use the greenway annually and that was split kind of one third overseas and two thirds into domestic visitors. Um but obviously COVID then has dented that but it actually didn't dent in any way the amount of users of the Greenway, which is really interesting. So we're seeing that it's that there's you know huge domestic demand for the Greenway and it was great to see it and it totally sustained um us for the last few years. The bed nights then, you know, they in 2017 when the Greenway opened, I suppose traditionally the majority of bed nights would have been through hotels and then B&Bs and then Airbnbs and, and camping and that. But um, you know yourself that that's completely shifted now over the last few years. Um, and then with the Ukraine crisis as well, that's put um, a huge um, demand on hotel space. So what we've seen in the last couple of years has been really interesting and that there's a lot of other solutions coming around to um, for the accommodation sector. And that obviously is Airbnb. And even in 2017, that had increased by 500% in the area. Um, the campsites I mentioned earlier, I mentioned one particular one, but there's, there's a couple of them that have increased their camping bays as well. And so their capacity has increased. Um, Waterford Council has built a purpose bay camper van area um, just uh, about a four minute walk from Grattan Square in Dungarvan and it's actually on the quayside or on the, the lookout so it's fabulous there so that's more um, capacity for people who are using alternative accommodation solutions and we've seen the growth in glamping and ecopods and there's at least five different uh, venues that you can go to um, within a 10 minute drive from Dungarvan that you can access glamping and ecopods. So it's been really good to see how people have evolved their their offerings and also the way that the market has changed as well, that it's not necessarily the traditional uh, hotels and B&Bs that are the main uh, point of contact. And Jenny, for those that come to Dungarvan to use the Greenway and stay there, how long is the average stay? In my ideal world, the average stay is two nights. But it could be people arriving kind of in the morning of, of day one and then departing the evening of day two. Um, but ideally, um, people should come for two nights and, and do the Greenway and then have you know some leisure time as well on it. Um, there's so much to see and do around the area and there's so much supplementary to the Greenway that uh, you don't want to shortchange yourself. And so, you know, it's a, it's a lovely town to have a potter around. Um, there's a, a phenomenal food offering here as well. It's part of Taste Waterford. Um, we're the first dementia-friendly town in Ireland. We're one of three coach-friendly towns in Ireland. So it really has a lovely um, tourism element to it, but you don't feel like you're in a really tourism destination. Jenny, I have to say you're a great ambassador for the town. There's no doubt about that. Let's talk about the nighttime economy next. Yeah, that's been interesting. But I think COVID has actually had a huge impact on the nighttime economy as well. Um, I can't leave out, we'll say, the outdoor alfresco dining um, out of the whole nighttime economy offering, I have to say, Carl, because um, one now kind of goes hand in hand with the other, particularly for the summer season. Um, During COVID, um, uh, there was, you know, grants given through Council from Fault Ireland um, for the upgrade of outdoor spaces and the provision of, of, of umbrellas and heaters and things like that. And it was the owner's cost to put out, you know, uh, particular tables. And it was through the Council then they got planning permission to keep these, these there. 
But just prior to that, a culture had been building anyway in Dungarvan as regards outdoor dining. And uh, for sure, apart from on a wet day, you would absolutely see people even through the winter sitting outside to have their coffee or their meals. Um, it just became part of 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 who we are. I've got promotional videos from the last from a few years ago um, promoting this as well. So the concept wasn't foreign when COVID came, but just we were able to embrace it and really um, engage with it and develop it. And so there's places then like the local, which is on the square, um, they're extraordinary food offering and they've doubled their capacity by providing outdoor um, seating, which is heated, lit, it's beautiful. And so um, that, you know, that that's been a game changer for them. And there's been other areas as well that have more outdoor space that people can sit and enjoy. And it's actually totally developed then how our nighttime economy is going. So there's probably more restaurants than there are pubs in Dungarvan these days, but it's just, it's a really nice quality offering. And then a lot of places would serve food earlier in the evening and then they would serve drinks later in the evening. So it's, um, it's, it's a, as I said, it's a real quality offering. And I mean that in the sincerest, classiest form. And Jenny, what about the tourism attractions? I'm thinking specifically in relation to water sports. How has that grown and evolved over the past five years? God, yeah, that's been massive. And this whole um, trend for, for for outdoor swimming have give, and people getting confident in the water like that has then um, developed their their um, uh, their desire to be in the water, and hence then um, uh, kayaking and things like that have become really popular as well. Um, we've got such a fantastic area for it because between the quay and the beaches that are local, people can safely um, access the water and and enjoy. Um, you know, a fantastic and varied outdoor offering. There's also the Blackwater as well, um, which is the river that has various different um, water sport activities on it. But if you go out to Plan A in the summer, you can do all types of of, of activities in the water out there. There's a company, Wave World, I think it's called, and um, they'll be able to help you. In addition to that, we have a harbour town and sailing is a big deal here. And so we'd actually see a lot of people coming in and and staying overnight on the pontoon and accessing Dungarvan. So that's another angle for, you know, enjoying the whole um, seascape, outdoor space and and water sports. Um, but definitely kayaking um, has become very popular, as has outdoor swimming. Interestingly, I understand that there's been an increase in demand for property in Dungarvan since the Greenway was established. So has property become noticeably more valuable as a result? Without a doubt. And, you know, that can be positive and negative, Carl. Um, so certainly property was being sold there for a point a couple of years ago on the income that was going to be earned from short-term letting as opposed to, we'll say, somebody paying a mortgage. So it totally skewed the market for a lot of people that want to buy residential properties here, which is unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, if you're selling a property, you're delighted with the increase in the, the property um, uh, value. And so, you know, it's... Um, Sometimes, like one thing offsets another. So certainly, the, the the demand has increased, the value has increased, but it is at a cost then of of what locals have to pay, or you know what what domestic um, purchasers have to pay for properties. And looking back on Waterford's experience of the Greenway over the past five years, what lessons could New Ross learn to ensure that they maximise this opportunity? 
Yeah, that was one that um, was on my mind back in 2015 when we were looking into, into we'll say, a greenway becoming a reality. And to be frank, at that stage, there wasn't very much awareness of what a greenway was or what it could do for us. And so what I did was I organised a trip to Westport and I invited chamber members and potential entrepreneurs and even council delegates came to Westport at that time. And it was to meet with the likes of the chamber there and with um, their tourism groups, with tidy towns, with um, uh, their council and to see the impacts of the, the, the Mayo Greenway. And also we went on um, a small bike trip on the Mayo Greenway and and went around um, Westport for a while to see the impacts. So that was really profound. And I thought, right, there was only, you know, maybe 20 or so on that trip. So what I needed to do then was I needed to bring Westport to Dungarvan to link people that couldn't make the trip to Westport and show them, really spoon feed them on what can happen and what will change and how we need to be ready. And it was that event that got the majority of people ready. And there was over 100 people came to that. And um, it was hearing our colleagues in Westport saying what it did for them and the lessons that they wished that they knew in advance. And and they did say at the time that once this, it's like flicking the switch and once it goes on, it won't go off. So you don't have time to gather yourself after the switch goes on. You have to have all that done now, the preparatory work, the, the you know, the, the collaborations that you're going to do, the packaging that you might do with other businesses, the partnering. Um, and so also I ran two events that 2015 about uh, free money for your business. So that was where I got agencies to come and outline the supports or grants or resources that they would have to to help support businesses who are either starting out or evolving um, and that they would be ready for the Greenway. Um, and then a year or two later, we went back to Westport to then, you know, with the small bit of experience we had to see um, our lessons and how we might optimise, you know, on, on further advances that they had made. But I can't um, suggest enough that, um, you know, uh, maybe uh, research by doing a familiarisation trip to one of the greenways, preferably Waterford Greenway, and come and view it and have a look from the eyes of an entrepreneur or from somebody who can who can maximise or who can gain benefit, you know, for their town or their village or their business um, or social enterprise. Um, preparation is really key here and it's about understanding how a greenway works and what people who use a greenway want. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Jenny Beresford, the CEO of Dungarvan Chamber of Commerce. And Jenny has certainly provided food for thought on how best to optimise the opportunity from the imminent arrival of the new Ross to Waterford Greenway. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.